guys, welcome back to my podcast, The Law of Attraction with Lee. I hope you're going okay, especially my fellow Victorians who are in lockdown once again. Another one of my goals starting this podcast was to have a conversation about men's mental health, as I feel it's absolutely rife and not talked about openly enough. With Are You OK Day this Thursday, the 9th of September, I thought this would be a great timing to talk about mental health in general, but specifically for men. Why men's mental health? For me, I've had some experiences with friends and family members that have led me to want to talk about it and start the conversation. I've lost a cousin to suicide at a young age and helped one of my best friends for three and a half years who has been suicidal at times and depressed based on his situation. Also, Jay suffered with sadness and obvious grief years after we lost Talon. And being a man, he didn't think it was okay to be emotional at the drop of a hat. Jace was lucky to be able to see a counsellor at work who recommended he do meditation before sleep and just some other tips and ideas which helped him. And he had a really good Reiki session that helped him too. There just doesn't seem to be as much support or empathy for men out there. And I have three sons who are going to be men one day and I constantly reinforce that it is okay to cry and it's okay to talk about your feelings. Today, I am honoured to be joined by my beautiful friend, Mr. Russell North. Russell is the local member of Morewool for our electorate. I first met Russell when he registered and attended our Million Steps for SMA fundraising event, and I think he might have even run it. (laughs) (laughs) After that, Russell launched my book for me and we attended the same gym. When Jace lost his job due to the sudden closure of the Hazelwood Power Station in 2016, Russell advocated for all of the workers and helped us all through a really hard time. We'd just built and moved into our forever home and Russell offered me a temporary full-time job as his secretary and electorate officer. I didn't know how I'd go working full-time with four young kids, but I did it. Also didn't know much about politics or the state government, but I definitely learned so much in those months and I really enjoyed my time there. Welcome, Russell. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, it's a pleasure, Lee. Great to be with you on your podcast and good on you for the work you're doing in this space. Thanks so much. It's great to talk to you. Now, Russ, I've seen working for you, I've I seen firsthand what you do every day to help and support the people of our local community. And I was just blown away by how much you do for so many. You once said that helping others helps you. Is that right? Yeah. Look, I think um, it's the most positive aspect of the job that we do. There's there's obviously a lot of scrutiny and criticism being a member of parliament, but um, a lot of the work that we do, as, as you would have observed, is helping people and individuals and families and organisations through some challenging times. Uh, As you'd also appreciate, uh, not surprising, there's not too many people who come and knock on the door and say, oh, you're doing a great job. Generally, generally people go to see their Member of Parliament because primarily they they do have a challenge or an issue and and they're Mm. seeking your support and assistance. Um, with that and and at the end of the day if you are able to help somebody with their problem or their challenge or issue then of course I think the immediate reaction is 
you feel good about yourself, don't you? And, and yeah. uh, that positive reinforcement of helping others, I think everybody holds a little bit of uh, that or a lot of that mm. in their own makeup. Yeah, absolutely. Now, since working for you, you continued, since I was working for you, um, you continue to support the community and you ran in the next election. I think it was 2017. Is that right? Yeah, 18, actually. 18, yeah. sorry. Yep, 18. The election, yeah. I was trying to count the years back. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just before this time, um, you suffered yourself with some mental health issues and, and family issues. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I guess mental health and depression mm. was something that I was unfamiliar with mm. and and I, I guess uh, there was a whole range of different situations in, in my life, uh, probably in reality from 2013, 14 onwards that um, had sent me into a, a, a bit of a spiral and things uh, eventually came undone and, and a lot of that was related to, uh, which I know now, but, but hadn't realised at the time that, um, you know, it, it was uh, grief associated with the loss of, um, you know, the best man at our wedding, a, a good friend mm -hmm. of mine who um, had passed away with an illness and there was a lot of caregiving going on before months before his passing and I mm -hmm. probably never really grieved. Uh, had obviously the inevitable work pressures that um, were on me at the time. Um, you might remember we had the mall mine fire in our community in yeah. early part of 2014. There was actually an election in 2014. I became a minister in 2014. So mm. the pressures of work were profound. Yeah. Um, and in, in that same time, um, one of uh, my sons um, uh, became known to us that it had a, a drug problem. Mm -hmm. So all these compounding effects and without having a break from work or taking time for myself, I guess they compounded where uh, I hadn't realised that, that um, alcohol and, and gambling had, had uh, become the outlet for me mm. and subsequently sent me down into a significant spiral. Um, at the same time, I you know, was involved in some business ventures and made some poor financial choices, which just uh, escalated, mm. you know, all the already pressures upon me and my family until it all fell apart. Um, yeah. in, in 2017, I took some time away from work. Mm -hmm. I resigned from the political party that I was associated with and, um, yeah, went back to work, but as I sit here today, I know I went back to work and I still wasn't well. And I've yeah. unfortunately been unwell for a number of years. And uh, it's probably only now talking to you that, um, you know, I can I can see the light and know what I need to do now to get my health well. Yeah. And it's been a long road and unfortunately mm. a lot of, lot of impact upon those around you. And that's, yeah. and that's hard to contend with as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, mm. I think that you're just such a powerful advocate for men's mental health, um, especially since your story went public. Um, I know that must have been so hard for you, you know, at the time and still now. But I just think 
your challenges really opened up some conversations with many and I'm sure that you're contacted on a regular basis for support, you know, from others. Um, what would be your advice to other men, especially at this time when things have been so hard with lockdowns, businesses struggling, that sort of thing? Yeah, it, I mean, it's a good question. And I guess there's probably not one specific answer for, you know, each circumstance different, I different, think. Yeah. But, but the main, main thing is, I think that unless you're looking after you, you can't look after others. And yeah. so, you know, you've, sometimes you've got to be selfish and put yourself first. Yeah. And if uh, you know, you're not contending with the situation, whether it be lockdown or your business is struggling, mm. you know, you have to look after you first. Um, yeah. You can't look after your family, you can't look after your staff, you yeah. can't look after your community unless you're well yourself. Mm. So if you need to talk, if you need to visit a GP, if you need to reach out to men's health support lines, then yeah. that's the best thing you can do. But um, again, the, the big point I would raise is you just need to look after you, you first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to read out some facts from Beyond Blue, if we could just discuss as we go. Um, sure. Yeah. Men are known for bottling things up and being tough. But when you're feeling down, taking action to call in extra support is a reasonable thing to do. Like you said, you know, have a conversation with someone, um, mm. you know, you're better off if you're better off to others, if you're better off for yourself. Um, yes trying to go it alone when you're feeling down increases the risk of depression or anxiety um, and anxiety, you know, if it's going on unrecognised and untreated. And depression is a high risk factor for suicide and plays a contributing role to the big difference in suicide rates for men and women. On average, one in eight men will experience depression and one in five men will experience anxiety at some stage in their lives. That's huge, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. And, you know, from my own perspective, I mean, I feel sorry for people who have chronic depression. I mean, it must be just awful. Mm. And, you know, I, when things are going well in your life, and I must say, it, it, um, you know, when I thought about the fact before uh, I had my own mental health problems that somebody couldn't get out of bed because they were depressed. You know, it's really hard to fathom that, yeah. what, you're joking? What, mm -hmm. you can't get out of bed? Yeah. But when it happens to you, I mean, you just wouldn't wish it upon your worst enemy. It's just an awful thing to have. Yeah. Um, and the reality is that, that you're not alone. I mean, those statistics um, are absolutely profound in, in terms of... Um, how many men and uh, people across our community do suffer from depression. So the, the point here is um, you're not alone. Absolutely. And there are others going through similar things. Yeah, yeah. And blokes make up an average, make up an average seven out of every nine suicides every single day in Australia. The number yeah. of men who die by suicide in Australia every year is nearly double the national road mm. toll. That's yeah. crazy too. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, it's an interesting one. I've reflected on this um, 
a bit over the years. And mm. there was a good quote um, that I read at some point that said, you know, suicide is not about somebody wanting to end their life. It's about somebody wanting to end their emotional pain. Absolutely. And I, mm. and I think that's absolutely uh, an apt description. Uh, and the problem being is that, um, you know, you've only got to uh, attempt suicide once and do it properly and, and, and that's it. That's but but it, it comes back to the point that, you know, I, I think it's really people get to that desperate point in their life where they just do want to end their pain that they're, they're experiencing. It's not that they want to die. Yeah. Um, it's just so they want to end, end their pain. Yeah, and I've heard so much from one of our friends. Um, I want to live, but I just don't know how to live. Yes, mm. yes, and, that, and you know, and that and that's that's really tough. I, I mm. think one of the, you know, other things is about um, you know men reaching out for help and assistance. Yes, I, I think we're probably you know got that tough macho image. Or, or, a little bit of that mm. but I guess in my own experiences over time too is that the problem with um, this illness is the fact that when you are unwell you can't actually see yourself that you're unwell mm. and that is just so tricky yeah you know and I you know reflect on my own experiences in that you know if somebody had said to me you know are you okay and, and walked away, I'd be very dismissive of that because I, I couldn't actually uh, see it myself that I was unwell. Mm. And, and that's where I think it's really important, um, the message of Are You OK Day is, mm. you know, how you, <clears throat> excuse me, how you manage the message from not only Are You OK, but what do we do next? That's and, right. You know, if, if you know a friend is, is not well, what are some of the actions that we can take to make sure we just don't leave it at that leave it at that yeah absolutely mm. and I've just got here effectively managing your mental health can give you significant improvements in your quality of life increase your yeah. capacity to support your family and your mates and let you perform at your best and this is just another statistic seven out of nine suicides per day in Australia are men so what's that 80 percent? That's yeah. huge. That's huge, isn't it? It is, and it's just it's just awful. Yeah, it's just awful to contemplate that you know people are in that situation where they feel they have no hope. Yeah, and that's the only way out. And you know, our, our, our brain is a, is a complex piece of our body, and it and it tricks us um, mm -hmm. many times. And I've learned a lot over recent years as well about how the reptile or the snake part of, you, of your brain takes over uh, when you're unwell and it starts to make decisions, um, you know, outside of what the normal would be for, for um, the, the person yeah. uh, themselves. And so, you know, being conscious of all that is uh, a, a really tricky one and, and it's, not, it's not easy um, to yeah. try and extricate yourself out of a situation when you are depressed. And we're not really we're not really educated on that, are we? It's something that you have to learn when you come come yeah. to that. Mm. You, you do and and 
you know, for me, I've, I've learned a lot uh, about depression over the last few years, and it's probably helped me mm. um, have an understanding yeah. of, of, of depression. And I guess my depression has been situational, mm-hmm. um, which, which I'm grateful for in, in many respects, but uh, it, it is in, insidious. And I think one of the things that, particularly for blokes, when you say that, um, you know, we've got this macho exterior and we don't like talking about it, mm. I also think, you know, in a lot of respects, Unfortunately, what what happens uh, to to many blokes, and this happened in my case, it was a number of situations where my mental health deteriorated. I couldn't see it, and because uh, the reptile part of my brain or the snake part of your brain takes over making decisions, decisions against what your normal values and morals would normally be, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I say, you know. For, for me, alcohol and, and gambling and, um, you know, stupid financial decisions were made on the basis when I was not of a sound mind. Yeah. Um, and, and it took me a long time to try and accept and understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, know, I know deep down who, who the person I am and I know that when I've made bad decisions that they've actually been when I've been uh, unwell. Yeah, uh, but it's also hard at the same time that if during that time you've breached your values and, and hurt people along the way, it's very hard to forgive yourself. And I think a lot of a lot of blokes blokes get caught in that space, like I did for mm. a long time. Yeah, that you've hurt others unintentionally. Um, but you've got to realise at the end of the day, my message to blokes out there is, it you know, it, it's not you. It's not the normal you. That's right. You you make bad choices and decisions when you're unwell. It's no different, could I say, that if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, mm-hmm. you really think that somebody wants to be an alcoholic or a drug addict? No, I don't think um, so. I say no. no. Um, they are unwell. Mm. And the only way to get them out of that alcoholism or, or drug habit is to get them well mentally. Mm. And so they can make sound decisions. So, you know, I'm a, a firm believer in in that you've got to get yourself um, <clears throat> um, healthy again mm. and, and then you can forgive yourself and then you can understand that, hey, that wasn't me. That was somebody who was, who was mentally unwell yeah. at the time. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, unfortunately, I don't like medication, but, you know, to, to get sleep, sleep deprivation was a big one for me as well. Yeah. Um, you've got to look after your health first and foremost, and then your mental health follows with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think has helped you through the last few years? Um, we've probably touched on it a little bit already, but... Um, and, you know, what people have done or said to be of some help to you during your time of need, what's sort of helped you in your situation? Yeah, I, I think the little things for, you, for yourself each day. Um, as I said before, I think a lot of blokes, this is my view, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I, and, again, I'm not a professional. Yeah. My view is a lot of, lot of blokes suffer from shame, humiliation, guilt, 
Yeah. Because they've made made bad decisions when when they've been unwell, and it's hard to come back from that. Mm. But you've got to forgive yourself, and you've also got to do activities that you enjoy doing. Yeah. If you don't have any enjoyment in your day, it's very hard to to function. So you know, it's simple things for me like exercising, going to the gym when I can, playing a game of golf with I can. Yeah. To to get that enjoyment, so you're yeah. not ruminating all the time about. Um, you, you know your situation and too much think, time to think that sort of thing too much time to think mm. you know and you know I've, I've um, been amongst others with depression and you know I think every person to a T says they agree with what I've just said but yeah. the hardest part is actually doing it yeah you know yeah. getting to do it so if you've got to fight or force yourself to go to the gym or go for a walk or do walk the dog or do some yeah. exercise or play golf you're actually fine when you're there. The fight yeah. is to actually get yourself there. Get so, there. Mm. you know, somebody said to me a while ago, you know, the only way through sometimes depression is to fight. And I believe that that's right. You've got to fight yourself, got to fight your brain that's trying to send you negative signals. You, yeah. You've got to fight that and say, no, I'm getting out of bed and I'm going for a walk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting out of bed, I'm going for the gym. But I'm, I mean, I'm not ashamed either, either to say that, um, I linked up with some counselling and yeah. um, I talk to my counsellor regularly about where I'm at and where I need to be. Good. Um, so, you know, I do that openly. I say yeah. that openly. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I'm on some medication still. Yeah. Um, but if that's what helps to get better, then that's what I'm doing. That's right. Um, not, not many people know, and I'm happy to say to you, but um, mm. I haven't touched alcohol for probably seven or eight months altogether now. That's really good. Um, yeah, That's and not not same against alcohol or yeah. won't, won't drink won't drink ever again. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to go back to a dark place, mm. and I've just decided that I it's best for me just to abstain from alcohol at the moment. So I've done that for many months. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know. What, what helps are all of those things. Exercise to get the endorphins going, speak to somebody, speak yeah. to, if it's not a counsellor, speak to a friend or family, be open about how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I can guarantee you'll feel better after, after you have that chat. That's right. Sometimes it's just venting, isn't it? Yeah. Being able to vent. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this year, the message for Are You OK Day is Are They Really OK? and mm. ask them today, you know, are you really okay? Do you know how the people in your world are really going and how are you going? Um, life's ups and downs happen to all of us. So chances are someone you know might be struggling. Your genuine support can make a difference whatever they're facing, big or small. So don't wait until someone's vis visibly distressed or in a crisis make a moment meaningful and ask them how they're really going. Your conversation could change a life. So ask yourself, you know, about your loved ones. Do they seem confused or irrational, moody, unable to switch off, concerned about the future, concerned they're a burden, lonely or lacking self-esteem, concerned they are trapped or in pain? Are they becoming withdrawn, changing their online behaviour, losing interest in what they used to love? unable to concentrate, less interested in personal hygiene, behaving recklessly and changing their sleep patterns. 
are they experiencing relationship issues, major health issues, work pressure or constant stress, financial difficulty, loss of someone or something they care about. So I've just said here what sort of helped you over the years and you did touch on that a bit, which was going to the gym and playing golf, you know, doing something that you enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, again, it comes back to the the point that um, you can't be any good to your, your family, your staff, your people around you unless you're well yourself. Yeah. And, you know... Even if you're feeling not well and not up to certain things, I still say very strongly, you know, fight to go for that walk, fight mm. to go for that to the gym, fight to do some some exercise each day. I just think it's so critically important. Yeah. Um, it gets the endorphins going. Do you think and- being grateful for the little things in life, you know, just great being grateful for every little little sorts of things help you as well? If you can see, oh yeah, positive. you know, couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm an animal lover. Um, yeah, mightn't sound much, but um, you know, just walking the dogs for half an hour a day, you know, yeah, they, it might sound silly, but they get a bit of enjoyment out of it, of course, and yeah, I get enjoyment out of it, and you know, yeah. they love it. It's it's a win win situation. It's not not a big thing, but it's an important thing. Yeah, and I and I think just to you know to to try and keep schedules, you know, to mm. put it put it in your diary that you're going for a walk at a certain time, or put it yeah. in your diary you're going to the gym at a certain time, or walking the dogs, or yeah. that uh, you're going to call a friend at three o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Yeah. So have a good put the onus time. on yourself to do those things that you know make you feel better afterwards. They might feel daunting beforehand and it's a bit of a fight to actually do them. Yeah. But, you know, make that commitment to yourself and, and just think things will get better. They, as you say, those, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. those little things make a big difference. In yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anyone ever regrets going for a walk or going to the gym. No one ever says, oh, no. oh gee, I shouldn't have done that. No, exactly. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. So um, just a bit more from Beyond Blue um, and then we'll wrap it up. But a lot of blokes think it's weak to admit that they're going through a tough time. And this myth has been reinforced across generations of men, but it's just not true. When you're experiencing anxiety or depression, you can't just snap out of it or pull yourself together. You wouldn't try and fix a broken leg on your own without going to the doctor for help. So why do so many blokes try to fix anxiety and depression on their own? Sometimes you need that bit of help and anxiety and depression are just like any other medical condition. You need to have an action plan to manage your recovery and get better. So some things that you can do to help yourself, and this is for all really, not just for men, but like Russell's mentioned, reach out to your family mates or co-workers um, or your family, your mates and your co-workers, talk to a GP, make an action plan, making a safety plan that could save your life, consider whether medication could be useful and know that alcohol and drugs can just make things worse. And I think the best thing for everyone to know, and I think you'd agree, Russ, is just to know that it's okay not to be okay. You know, it's okay to have a bad day and isn't that important? Yeah, I actually, I really like that statement because mm-hmm. it, it's it's just the fact 
Um, of course, we all want to be on the top of our game and mm. positive um, in every aspect of our life, but the rea reality is far different from that, and that life throws mm. up some challenges, and guess what? You know, at certain times of our lives, we're, we're not going to be okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's okay. And, that, and, that, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And it's, sometimes it's okay to feel, oh, well, I haven't had the best day today, but tomorrow might be a better day. And a lot of the time, you know, I think you'd find it is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just making sure that people know that, yes, it, it's okay to not be okay, but at the same time, there's plenty of support and assistance out there um, yeah. in the community, you know, whether it's via uh, loved ones and family and friends or professional support services. Yeah. So, you know, tap into it when you need to. Yeah, absolutely. And on a positive note, my best thing, uh, three things about the fortnight that I'm grateful are, and if you could share yours as well, Russ, that would be great. So Ooh. mine, if you've thought about this, um, mine are that I've had some really good phone conversations with some friends and one the other night was three and a half hours. <laughs> so that was really good. I find that's always really uplifting and, and really helps a lot to pick up the phone and call a friend. Um, and then I am able to use this lockdown time as, as rest time and reassessing and, you know, getting your exercise in, that sort of thing. Um, and the third thing is I'm really grateful to you for coming on the podcast, Russ, to help me open up this important conversation. So thank you for that. Oh, well, that, well that's lovely. So you want me to do my best? <laughs> yes, <thing>? please. <laughs> Well, I might reciprocate. And the last one is good to speak to you so openly about. Oh, good, thank you. Um, mm -hmm. But so I'll put that one in the in the bank as number one. Right, yeah, good, thank you. Number number two, well, it'd have to be that I've become a grandparent for the first time this year, and my granddaughter has just started to crawl. So to yeah. see that during the week has been mm -hmm. uh, fantastic, even though if it was on. Um, Snapchat or one of those social media yeah. forums and not in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably the third one is going back to help others. I'm, I'm in the process of um, um, hosting a golf day to raise funds for Lifeline Gippsland um, oh, and also Rotary Club of Trelden who are delivering um, mental health training. Oh, good. So... Um, I'm right in the middle of doing that at the moment. All yeah. going well. Our, our golf event's on the 24th of September, so I'll just give that a plug. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's a good thing that I'm really keeps me positive. Yeah. Knowing that um, we're raising funds for such wonderful organisations who do such great work around suicide prevention in our community, Lifeline Gippsland and, mm. and Rotary. Are, working with the Talking Mental Health Group and delivering mental health first aid training across our community. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll link all of the contacts and services in the show notes here below, including Lifeline, Beyond Blue, yep. um, men's, men's Line, that sort of thing. So if you know of anyone who needs to hear this chat, please share with them and share with your family and friends. You just never know who you might help to feel not as alone in their darkness. Thank you so much for joining me this week, Russ. I know it's not easy to talk about mental health and your personal experience, 
but I know you are like me and you like to help others. So I really appreciate you having this conversation with me. Thank you. No, well, thank you, Lee, and uh, well done. You're a beautiful person and I love the work you do. So oh, lovely to talk to you again. Thank you. You're just amazing. Um, please join me next week when I talk about the magic book and how life-changing it is. You can follow me on Instagram at The Law of Attraction with Lee or Facebook at An Angel with a Message, Taylor's Story. If you can please follow, subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be such a great help. The Law of Attraction is how I live my best life and I hope it can help you to live yours too. Chat, chat soon. Take care, everyone. Check in on your friends and family and look after each other. See you later. Thank you.